Hey you going? My name's Jake Kerr. This is the Black Ink Podcast and I'm your host today. I'd like to welcome you to episode number 33. Now, what to talk about, I'm not exactly sure. I actually have an overwhelming amount of things on my mind that I do want to talk about. I'll um, Let me start with a, a little bit about what's going on at the moment. Now, just to recap, if you're following my story, today's a day that I randomly did on the coffee van for the first time in about three weeks. Um, today's also the day that like the meme of Connor punching Machine Gun Kelly is at the at the MTV Music Awards is like a meme thing today. Um, what else is happening at the moment that's kind of relevant? Coronavirus is happening, you know? It's that day. But the thing that I'm like kind of spacing out over is what happened on the weekend. And the weekend wasn't, it's not even like the weekend itself was that crazy. It's how the weekend came to be and then what happened during the weekend. And I like say over and over and over again on this podcast that things are, in ha- are happening for me that I can't really explain, but I'm also not surprised by the fact that they're happening. And again, it's like, not only are they happening to me, but I've been creating a video diary of it happening the whole time as well. So I kind of like, and now I'm at a point where I'm like, the last time I said this, man, I'm sorry, I'm all over the place. I'm just excited about this. Last time I spoke about this, I was thinking, right, did I speak about this on the podcast before or is this something that I'm bringing up for the first time? Because when like, when you're saying what I'm saying, which is like to live completely intuitively is an option. Like it's working for me right now and I'm a human. So as long as you're a human, it can work for you as well. And that's what all this is about. Like this whole shit, this relatability, the reason why relatability is important is so you can start to feel normal about how you feel. Because for the longest time, like, I think I didn't feel normal about, I didn't feel happy or like comfortable about what my normal was. And then I realized like, oh, my normal is actually not that different to the experience of most of the people around me based off the fact that we're all humans and we're all going through a human experience. And even if my normal is only specific to me, the feeling of normal itself is repeated in all humans. So therefore, I need to sink into this feeling of who I am and what I'm experiencing and let that become whatever it is and like follow that path. And (laughs) because I'm doing that and because I'm seeing that my idols did it, It's possible for me, therefore, by explaining my process and my journey as it's happening, I'm making it possible for other people. Like, and as I said before in previous podcasts, this isn't the idea that I'm chasing. Like, I don't want to be inspirational to anyone. This is more of a thing where like, obviously I'm getting better at podcasting as well, but man, what better thing to talk about than the fact that I ask fucking the universe for shit to happen and then it happens, right? So let me talk about what the, what, how the weekend came about. So basically, we're going up there for a good friend's birthday on Saturday night. So, and usually when we go up to Perth, we'll, we'll stay for a couple nights to make it worth the stay. Because there's nothing worse than getting to a hotel at 2 o'clock, which is when you're allowed to check in. You know, you might get there at lunchtime, you're allowed to check in early. But you've got to check in at a certain time, then you've got to check out at a certain time the next day. And the reality is, you're actually not in the room for the majority of the time you're there because you're, you're out doing the thing that you came to Perth to do. So we always go, get two nights, so at least you know definitely that first night you're there, you can sleep in the next day, you can close the curtain, you can stay there all day, rah, rah, rah. So whether it's an Airbnb or a hotel, we always follow that rule, we stay for two nights. So we said, right, we'll book an Airbnb because I think all the all the hotels were expensive. Or I'm not sure what, what the reason was we booked an Airbnb, but we booked an Airbnb, it was quite nice. And like, 
Yeah, I mean, the Airbnb process is what it is. I mean, there's nothing better than just going on a fucking hotel, bang, 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 and you're booked. But Airbnb, you've got to like request, and by requesting, you have to put your money forward as well. It's like, dude, just fucking like tell me if I can do it or not before I have to pay for it. You know what I mean? Like, I can't request six different things. This is probably the reason why they don't let you do it. Is like, I can't go and request six different things, and then six different people all say yes, and then one of them only get my money. So yeah, okay. Well, I figured that out on, on like literally live in front of you just then. But the whole Airbnb process to me is a head fuck. So we went through all that. Obviously, you have like a fucking meet and greet with the owner in the chat box and like, hey, yeah, we're going to do this. Oh, yeah, it's great to meet you guys. Can't wait to have you fucking do whatever. You know what I mean? Whatever. It's cool, but whatever. It's, it's not real. Everyone's just doing it to pretend like the other person's really like cool, you know? Anyway, so we had the Airbnb booked for like right up until the day before I think literally like I think I googled what's the latest you can cancel an Airbnb and turns out they all have like 24 hour free cancellation which I guess is a pretty cool thing about I I guess I'm a fan of Airbnb when it comes down to it I just like had to say it out loud you know Mm. so we end up uh, we end up going like we'll go and stay at this other hotel that we've stayed at before and we know is good like it's one of those places where the TV is in front of the bed it's got quick internet it's got like a blackout um, curtain. It's got a balcony. So it has all the shit that you need. It's, and it's like just a nice, it's a compact room without being a tiny room. So fuck yeah, we'll stay there. So anyway, we end up staying there. We get there and like we, we pull up out the front and we know like, okay, don't fucking pull too far down the street because it's a one-way street. You have to do a lap of the block to get back to where you are. So pulled up in the right spot and we'll walk down. And I'm like, look at all this people, like all, all this shit out, out the front of this place like right where the hotel is and the deal with this hotel is like I think a quarter of it is a hotel and the rest of the building is just residential like it's just like people just live there you know so we're looking at it and I was like no 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 this is nice enough to be someone's shit like someone has broken up with someone and they've just like left all their shit out on the curb now made this assumption through an educated guess because your boy looked up and down the street and there was no other shit on the road right educated guest that's how that works so i thought i'm not gonna fuck with this because like the last thing you want to do is be like putting some shit in the back of your ute and then someone who's like double the size of me with like double the amount of tattoos just says like hey what are you doing you know i don't i don't want to be the guy who answers that question so i was like you know i don't need a fucking new couch or anything so i'm just gonna leave all this shit behind anyway obviously being on the balcony you're always like keeping an eye on what's going on down there just in case you know, something crazy happens. I don't know. I don't know. I just like always looking over balconies and knowing what's like happening. You know, if you have that op- opportunity to look, then why wouldn't you take it? So anyway, I'm looking over the balcony and sure enough, like you see these, literally it's like these cunts were removalists. They had all the tools. They were good to go. They like roll up and they had these little boards and shit that, that with the wheels on them. And they literally just like straight up, like within five minutes, they had moved two whole couches and a bed I don't even know where they went with them. They just like literally just went down the footpath with them. It's as if they probably told homeboy to park down the bottom of the street with a fucking removalist van and they were just wheeling the shit down the street to the van to drive away with. It was crazy. Like I was watching them do that and I was like, oh, okay, cool. They must just be super opportunist, you know? We wake up the next day and we went out that night. So I was pretty fucking pretty average. Not average, but I just like wasn't in the mood, you know? Like, you know, when you wake up the next day and you're not hungover, be just like... Right, I stayed up last night and did something. That sort of feeling. So, get up, we order Uber Eats, and then I'm like looking over the balcony, I'm like, hey Riz, there's more shit down there. 
And then I like, it all clicks. I'm like, this is hard, hard waste collection. Cause never would that happen in like, obviously it could happen, but I'm pretty sure that there wasn't just like four breakups all at once. And now everyone's put their shit out the front for the other half to come and collect it. And they just all happen to be piled together now. Cause this pile, it wasn't like another pile appeared. It's like the pile got bigger. And I was like looking over the thing. I was like, oh, there's more shit there. But I didn't really take, pay any attention. And then it was about five minutes until the Uber Eats was about to arrive. And I'm looking over and I'm like, hey, Riz, there's like, there's fucking clothes racks and like, what do you call them? Like office chairs and stuff like that. So I'm going to go down there and have a look. So anyway, I've like gone, oh no, I was that confident about the clothes racks. I'm like, well, I'm definitely going to get the clothes racks because I need clothes racks at the moment. Like literally I went and bought a shitty one from fucking Big W or something the other day. And that's just one of those ones, like as soon as I got out of the box, I'm like, oh, well, I just wasted, you know, how much money this was. And it was either 15 or $45. And I'm guessing it was $15 because I wouldn't have spent 45 on a clothes rack no matter how much or how good a quality it was because I just don't have that money, you know, to spend on a clothes rack or in general. But that, but yeah, I bought that clothes rack because like I need a clothes rack for the event this weekend. And just in general, like I'm about to get into a position where, oh no. Bloody battery, my apologies. I'm just about to get into this, this position where I'm gonna be producing a lot more of my own stuff and like just having hangers is really helpful, you know, because I mean, at the moment when we do the washing, it's like to dry shit out, stuff gets, has to be hung on my rack. So it's like, I'd just be nice to have my own racks for for my own purpose and also like have really sturdy racks. I'm like, these ones look half good from the balcony. What I'm gonna do is pull my car around and put them in there and then I'll just bring the food up and then I'll suss my car out after we have breakfast. So it's like all good. <clears throat> so I take a card key and I take my fucking keys in that downstairs. And I think the Uber is like five minutes away, as I said, and I've gone straight down there. And like, I'm at that point where I'm all like in the lift. I'm like almost vibrating. I'm so excited. I'm like, fuck man, like it's happening again. Like I, these clothes racks that were put out there for me, someone should have literally written my name on them because they were there for me, you know? So I go down there. I'm like, go up to the car and like, you know, like you run up to it and open try to open it. it doesn't open because like you didn't unlock it because you're so excited i did one of those so i've like got in there gone out the gate pulled down the sure enough they're still there and like to give you it's not like there were people walking past or like people going through it or anything it's like the streets were fucking dead it's sunday morning in the city it's like there's nothing going on just the occasional fucking you know person walking by and i've like pulled out the front and like just started just casually because they had like these weird lightning shaped cushions which I figured out later on were like chairs with the base missing but they had heaps of them like stacked up really nicely and I was like oh well if I and they were stacked up on the clothes racks and it's only because I was in the balcony that I realized because when I got down there I'm like oh where are the clothes racks and then I realized like oh it's only because I had an aerial view that I saw what the shape was and how those little weird things are actually the legs for it so anyway I like try to stack these things and like like those impossible puzzles that you never know how to put together like as soon as i took one chair out of the other one it's like they were never ever going to go back together again so i fucking i was just like and like on top of that there's like only two options for these chairs when you're like assembling them together they're either extremely nice and efficient or just somehow in another dimension because they just take up so much space and obviously like you gotta remember i'm on the fucking footpath at the front of a hotel in the city, like no one's around, that's all good, but there's still cars in the street. You know what I mean? It's like, it's still real life. So I'm like trying to just be cool. And I'm wearing like track pants and some sneakers and a black shirt. And of course, like the sun is just fucking there. 
So I'm getting, and like these track pants as well, they're just so hot. They're so hot, these track, these track pants. So like, I'm starting to move these things around. I'm like, oh, I'm getting physical. My heart rate's getting up there. I'm like, this is sick. Moving, the, I'm getting closer to these fucking racks. And uh, I end up getting all these chairs out of the way. I find there's a table underneath all this. So first thing I do, I'm like, rip the car open, put the table in there. Because it's got the fold down legs and it's a super heavy old school table. Where it's just like, again, like it's just so cool. I'm not going to not take it, you know. So I take the table and then I fucking, um, and then I like start to pull out these clothes racks. And the, the thing that I immediately realized about the clothes racks is like, these are like 25 to like 30% too big. And not as in like for the car. At that point, the car didn't even cross my mind. Because in my mind, I'm like, there is nothing that I can't take of my car, re- regardless of how the, the space is organized. You know what I mean? Like, I will fucking take my canopy and the frame off and leave it with someone in Perth to take these home. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like once I like kind of made that decision, like, oh, these are pretty good quality. Do I want one? Do I want all four? Because there were four there. I've like, I've gone like, no, I'll fucking get these, but they're actually too big for my use. Because they're like, they're commercial, they're industrial size hangers. Like when I stand next to them, they stand, I think slightly, they might be like here on me. So they're, they're taller than my eye line, but they're not taller than me in general. They're fucking huge. And once I pull one of them out, I'm like, oh shit. And then I looked at them, like, you know how you look at them and you're like, okay, where's the damage? Where What's going wrong here? I look at them and I'm like, one of them doesn't have a single bit of damage on them. And then I look at everything and there's like office chairs, there's a cabinet, there's like a safe. There's one of those keyboards that you lock and that where you hang all the keys. And I was like, I bet all of this shit is in perfect condition. They're just throwing it out at the moment because this is all the shit that had to go out. And it's literally less effort to put it on the curb than it is to give it to the salvos. Sure enough, go through the ship. That table was perfect. The safe was all but, you know, fucking functional with a key code. Uh, the keyboard had been ripped open at some point. But all those office chairs, like they, they went in the next like 40 minutes. And there was like six or eight office chairs there. And they were all like, they were no, they were they weren't like the fucking twenty dollar versions. Like they were all really nice office chairs, but it's just like on the curb, you know. So I'm like, radio, let's get all these fucking um, like let's get all the shit out that I want. So at that point, I'm like, I mean, I, I sound like I'm being so greedy. Like, oh, what do I want? But like, it's you 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 know you know you're in that position. You, and like, I didn't go down there to not get the shit. That's the thing. Like, as soon as you put the bullet in the gun, you got to be prepared to pull the trigger. If I went down that lift and didn't come up with something, who the fuck am I to even go on the lift? You know? So now I've got my car out there. I'm not going to be made a bitch by these clothes racks just because they're too big. So I'm like, okay, one of them is huge. Obviously, they're all going to be huge. Let's get them out. And like, as I'm getting them out and like, I had to move more chairs and shit around, whatever it was, I'm realizing like, even the wheels on these things, they're like more heavy duty than a trolley wheel, right? And like, I know when you buy those things individually from Bunnings, they're worth like, I'm guessing somewhere in the ballpark of 16 to $30, anywhere around there, probably like $24 something, you know, cause they're like 360 degree swivel and like the swivel is on its own bearing and then it's got a fucking nut with a washer and all the rest of it goes, I'm like, man, it just the wheels are expensive. I reckon these might be like a good couple of hundred bucks each. So I get these fucking poles, uh, not poles, these racks, and I stand them all up and there's all four of them, right? And all of the fucking wheels are all good. They all appear all good. They don't even have scratches on them. There's like a little bit of clear tape on one of them and that's it. And I'm thinking, this is fucking crazy. You know, this is crazy. So I go to put one of the, I've got them all, ah, what the fuck, dude? Oh, you know when something inanimate hurts you and you can't be angry at it because it's like, it's wood, you know? But 
I've got them all. So to give you an idea, they're uh, from the side, they're just like a rectangle, right? If you imagine. But the bottom of it, it's not like it's just like one continuous bar. As it gets to the bottom, it meets like two pieces like that and then it's a Z shape in the middle. So it goes like piece, piece, Z, and then bar in the middle. If you can picture that, if you can't, if you can't, you know, it is what it is. So then on the bottom of all four legs, they have the wheels. So I'm looking at it going like, oh, do I put it inside? No, that's too tall. Do I put it in? I can like slice it in there. If I go the very widest point of the tray, I can slice it in there, but it leaves about two foot of the thing hanging out with the wheels. And most probably I can only fit like two of that because even then I don't have any room above or below it as far as width is concerned to fit them in. So I think that's cool. I can't do it that way. So then I'm like looking around. I'm like trying to think like, right, they can't be taken apart because it's stainless steel. They're welded on every single intersection. And like to give you an idea, I don't think there's any point in these. You know how like like clothes racks from like this one from Big W, I know you can't see, but you can imagine with me what $15 buys you from Bunnings in, 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 the, sake, in the sense of a clothes rack. I could like pull that thing and push that thing apart. You know what I mean? Like it's just absolutely nothing. These racks here are like reinforced on the corners, welded stainless steel. Like I don't think I could like bend these in even like up against a wall trying to twist or whatever. I'm like, man, these are versatile as fuck and they're not, sorry, they're not coming apart and they're super rigid. So I'm thinking these literally have to be taken as is. So I'm like, right, they've got to go on the roof. That's the only option that I've got because even if I take the canopy off, there's no way that I can like make it work. They're just too big. And also I had to take into equation that like literally all of the baggage that we brought, I would find a way of fitting it in the car if it had to go in the actual cab, but it was all in the tray of the vehicle as well. So even though it wasn't there, then it was in the room. I was thinking like, right on the return trip, I still need to take all this shit in the back of the ute anyway. So I need to have the back of the ute kind of covered in lockable. So I'm like, they've got to go on the roof, right? So I knew that I had my toolkit in the car. I knew that I had straps in the car and some rags. It's like, okay, let's see if I can just sit these up on the roof and how it's going to work. So I literally just like wheeled it up to the side of the car, put it up there, like put one up there with the wheels sticking out. And I'm like, okay, they hang out so far, but they do make it across the car so much so that I can like tie them down that side, strap them down this side and they wouldn't move. So I'm like, okay, let's get a second one and see if I can do it. And with these wheels on there, man, they weighed like fucking, they would probably weigh like maybe around, because they're such a big, weird, awkward thing, they probably weigh about six or seven kilos with those wheels on. And they're just like, because of the wheels are on swivels as well, they just have like a mind of their own where they want to move. So I've like gone to put it up and obviously there's like nothing holding it on the other side and I'm parked on that side of the road. So it's a bit of a slope on, on the car, not in my favor. And when I've gone to push a second one up, I've like shit myself because it's like gone up, collected that one and then all come back down on me. And I'm just thinking like these wheels and all this glass on my car around me is like something's got to break or dent or something. Sure enough, it just all falls fucking straight down in front of me. Bang. I'm like, all right. It's not going, oh, that I got to that point, the fucking Uber Eats arrives, right? Yeah. You forgot about the Uber Eats, didn't you? Because I was going so in depth with how I was throwing those fucking things up onto the roof of the car. So the Uber Eats arrives. So I go and get that super polite guy. I put it in the car. I'm hoping that Riz isn't watching me because literally anyone watching me at this point now, like go back 15 years. This is funniest home video shows. Like 100% trying to, me trying to push this thing up onto the roof after I figured out I couldn't fit it in the back and like 
obviously just like Sunday morning, like with the top knot and the tracky dacks on like, man, I should have just had a fucking G-banger hanging out of my pants. It would have just made it that much more comical. It was just like so on point to like, dude, what are you doing? Just leave the shit. You're not going to take it. It's too big. So anyway, I'm like, right, it's all good. And of course I've, you know, oh yeah, this is why like, this is why I referenced at the start that we had stayed at this hotel before and we knew to park up on the hill because it's a one-way street and if you go any further than that particular door to the parking where you know for the hotel then you have to do a lap of the block but i'm only like two bays up so i'm thinking i can just pull out you know there'll be no traffic and then i'll back up and i'll just fucking back into the car park so i do that i wait for there's no traffic i pull out i put it in reverse bang car comes behind me of course naturally you know so I start driving forward really slowly, hoping that they're going to like, you know, be a normal person, change lanes, go around me. There's another lane. There's no one there. It's Sunday morning. Fuck off, you know, but they just slow right down and sit behind me. And I'm like, that's cool, man. And then I go to like pull into a, into a park so I can, maybe I can just like, you know, retry this reversing up the, the, the hill thing on a one-way street, dual lane you know, it all added up real quick. And I was like, probably just easy to do a lap of the block, you know, because like no need to take that risk when the payoff is like, you save yourself like four minutes. So I've like gone down, fucking, you know, pulled over left, gone left so I can do a lap and a lap. And of course it's one of those like ridiculous situations where it's just like, I don't know whether the sensors miss me or whatever it was, but the red light just didn't fuck off for so long. And then when it did, I got it for like literally like three seconds. It like turned green. And I was like, oh yeah, cool. Well, I was pretty fuming at that point. I was like, all right, cool. And then took off. And then straight away it went to orange. I was like, yeah, right. End up doing a lap of the block. And of course, this point when you're so angry, like not only did like, like obviously the light took ages to respond, but I don't have any fucking clothes racks on my person. You know what I mean? Like this has all been pointless. And almost to the point like, in between me, like, receiving the Airbnb, uh, the fucking Uber Eats, and, like, getting back in the car and driving off, there was still another five minutes of me fucking around trying to get these things, like, and, like, at that point, I wasn't even attempting to put them anywhere. I was just rearranging them, like, from the street to the footpath, so I'm like, yeah, like, I'm looking like I might come back, but I also don't know what I'm going to do, because I also have food that I now have to, like, get to Larissa and that, and also, like, I should eat it myself, because... You know, I'm also like kind of cranky that I'm like hungry at the same time. So it's also like, fuck now the food's there. So we end up getting in the car. I get in the car, red light, red light. Yeah. So I pull back in, I've gone back up and I've got the food and like all I can think of in my mind is like, like I couldn't sit, like it doesn't really matter. Like if I want to have breakfast, I couldn't sit here and have breakfast and know that they're down there. So I was like, right, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go back downstairs. I'm going to roll all of those um, things and also I should mention I took the cabinets the table and something else anyway so I've got that in the back of the car already I'm like right what I'm going to do is I'm going to roll all of those fucking uh, clothes racks around to the car like into the fucking parking thing of the hotel and just lean them up against the car and like up, like so anyway I go down there I get two at a time because like they're the sort of things where the wheels are really high quality and if you're rolling them just alone and you've got two hands on the racks, they're perfect. Imagine the perfect trolley at the shopping center and then just imagine that like four times as good. That's what these clothes racks are. You know that they're only gonna get better the more weight that I put on there. You know what I mean? It's one of those things where if they had a full thing of fucking clothes on there, you could push them around with one hand. You could be having a conversation with your friend and forget that you're even pushing around a clothes rack. They're that good, right? So, um, but 
With that said, as soon as you put two next to each other and you got those two rubber wheels just competing with each other, then it's just fucking, unless they're all pointing the same direction and all like have the same thing in mind, that just just doesn't work. So like two's kind of like the limit. I couldn't take all four. Anyway, spent way too long explaining that because it really doesn't matter. And then rolled them all into the car, which is just like obviously as hilarious as you can imagine just to do like, yeah, don't mind me. I'm just casually taking things from the side of the road into the car park and then just sitting them against my car and just hoping that like no one asks a question, you know? But also there's no cars around. It's Sunday. Who cares sort of thing. And also then you go like, there's a fucking car park either side of my car and my car is parked literally as you walk out of the door into the car park area from the lobby. It's like right there. And then no cars. Eat. Like, how does that happen when no cars park either side of you in that situation? So I fucking, I go up, I'm having breakfast, you know, like the breakfast was amazing. I couldn't think about anything besides the clothes racks, you know, like Riz is talking to me about stuff and I'm just like answering and just terms to, that are related to like clothes racks and, and apparel and hanging things. I was so excited about these clothes racks and then pretty much all I was thinking about like, right, I've got these straps, I've got these tools. I noticed that one of the wheels fell off. I think a couple of the wheels fell off while I was trying to move them around and stuff. So I was like, okay, that must mean that they screw in and out. Hopefully I've got something that'll fit. Sure enough, I end up going back down there after breakfast and just like unscrew all of the wheels, put them in the back of the ute, throw two up, Oki strap them down so they can't move at all. And they're super light now because they don't have the wheels and they don't stick out as far because they don't have the wheels because the wheels are like an extra like that far each side. So I end up, uh, yeah, so yeah, chucking them up, Oki strap it down, and then chucking the other lot up this side, then Oki strapping that down, and then strapping the whole thing to itself, to the vehicle, and got to a point where like I could hang off one of the racks and it moved the whole car with it, you know? So got there, and then I was like, that's fucking sick. So I go back up, and Riz had a gig on that afternoon. She was doing with, with some friends and family, and she uh, she was leaving, I think, at like 12 or something. So it was like the best part of the morning was done. I had these clothes racks. Honestly, like I was feeling accomplished because at this point I was like, man, these clothes racks, like I know it sounds so crazy. And I've also said clothes racks so many times in this podcast already. I think I'm going to have to call the podcast clothes racks. That's fucking perfect. Clothes racks. I shouldn't even have to write it down, you know? I know it's silly to get excited about clothes racks, but this is how fucking dialed into black ink I am. This is how much like I'm doing it. And I'm not saying that to prove myself. I'm saying that because like that's permission for you to get as involved into whatever you want to do. Like that's the shit right there. Like you're allowed to get all G'd up about clothes racks and own the fact that you're the person doing it. You know what I mean? And like, I was so excited that I got these clothes racks because it, I knew like, it's just such a background part of black ink that was so essential and needed to happen. And I knew one day I was going to have to spend money on it. And instead of spending money on it, the universe fucking rewarded me for working hard. You know what I mean? It's right there. You can't see them because they're behind the camera, but the clothes racks are right fucking there. That's, that's the results. You know what I mean? You give away and you'll get shit given to you. And don't give away in, 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 with the intention of getting shit given to you. Just give away generously and sure enough, it's in abundance in return. So I look over the fucking, I go to the balcony, I look over the thing again. And I'm like, is there going to be anything more for me today? And sure enough, it's a brand new pressure washer down there. And I know what you're thinking. That's not possible because why would there be a brand new pressure washer down there? I don't know. But I went and got it. Well, I waited until Riz was ready and she was going to her thing. Oh, man. Crazy. So she's going to this thing. She's in a gorgeous little red dress. A beautiful little summer dress and like, 
kind of like open toe heels and not crazy heels, just like, you know, heels. Just like, you know, I'm doing something. I'm not doing like a thing, but I'm doing something, you know. Very, like, just just very, what's the word I would go for? Oh, trying not to think of how she's going to respond to this is a hard element to take into consideration. But I would probably go with somewhere between like a stunning and glamorous. You know what I mean? You know, like a daytime Sunday thing that I'm doing with family. That sort of like, ooh, okay. Anyway, again, way too much information for the purpose of the story, but she was then catching an Uber, which I'm like already feeling kind of guilty because this is the thing. You've got to take into consideration all these facts. I could have driven her to the thing that she was going to, but now I can't because I've got wings on my car because I got these clothes racks hanging out. And the reason that they're hanging out, if you haven't seen all this shit on Instagram, is because the feet of them are like, you know, the feet are probably probably about that deep so I had that much hanging off the side of the canopy and because of the shape of the canopy kind of comes up like this it meant that those feet were about the same width as my mirror so it's a legal load but it's very awkward and like large and clunky looking so I'm thinking to myself like right I'm gonna leave all driving until we leave tomorrow for the reason being don't take any risk you don't have to so I've like said that you know I can drive you there if you really want and in hindsight I definitely could have because it was a fucking secure load that lasted 200Ks at 110Ks per hour. So it would have been fine around the city. Anyway, we're standing out the front and a fucking Uber arrives. And it's like, you know, it obviously it's a car that's allowed to be an Uber. And look, dude, if you ever find your way back to this podcast and you're watching it, this is absolutely nothing against you at all. You just got to look at it how I see it. You know what I mean? Pulls up in this four-cylinder something, you know? And it's like... Can't, I think it might have been red because of course it's red. How ironic would it be if if it wasn't red in this situation? Dude pulls up. He's got a fucking neck tattoo of a flame. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? And on the side, he's got like his website, which is something to do with something. And look, as I turned out, the dude's a hustler. But I'm just saying for the sake of the story, this is my point of view. My cute little, my cute little fucking bundle of like everything that's important to me is walking away in a red dress and beautiful makeup and heels and gets into fucking homeboy's car. And on top of that, he's already playing Michael Jackson way too loud, dude. It's too loud for me. And now you're going to let someone dressed in a, dressed in a fucking cute little red dress get into like your like environment of crazy Michael Jackson. Bro, just fucking put on some like elevator music to start with at least. Like, Bro, foreplay into Michael Jackson. Don't just start with that. Anyway, so he's got that absolutely cranking with the windows down, sending a very strong message that he doesn't give a fuck about anything. It's all good. I'm not worried, you know, because I put faith in the universe. It's just a beautiful experience Riz is about to have. I'm not going to get in the way of that. I'm just going to worry like fuck until I find out she's at the event, you know. And that's where I was at at that point. And then she got in the car and then instantly, before a seatbelt was on for sure, that dude was snapping through first and second, getting to that same set of lights that I had to turn left at. That's how fucking close it was. You know what I mean? But he's, whoa, whoa. No, no, no. Down the road in his fucking pulsar. Man, all good. I wasn't stressed. I was like, you know, eyes on the fucking game here. So I go down to the pressure washer. You forgot about that again. I fucking got you again. So I go to the pressure washer and I had some bullshit on there and also forgot to mention, dude, there's these fucking guys that have like, they've just rocked up out the front of the hotel and they're just like standing there, just, you know, just kind of like talking and stuff, like just doing little, I don't know what they were doing. I wasn't really paying attention to them, but they were there. And then 
I've noticed they're kind of looking at the pressure washer as well. And again, like while I did come down here to see Larissa to her Uber, I'm like, well, I've got 10 minutes before I'll find out whether she's dead or alive. So the new goal is making sure that this fucking pressure washer comes home with me. So I see these guys as immediate competition and of course get defensive. So I go straight to the pressure washer as soon as she's out of eyesight. And then I like go suss it out. You know, the things that you would check out, make sure everything's in decent condition, no cracks, you know, just whatever, dude, just whatever, fucking who cares? So I go to the pressure washer, it's all good. And I'm like figuring out that like, it's all there. I stand it up and I go to walk. And one of the dudes is like, oh, does it work? I was like, what? And he goes, does it work? I looked at the pressure washer. I looked at him. I said, I fucking hope so. And then just walked off. And then I realized, oh, they, they, they are someone who got in the lift with the intention of going and getting the clothes racks. They went all the way down. They went into their car. They pulled around. They got everything. They opened up the tray of the fucking car. And then they got one of the racks out and it didn't fit. And then these motherfuckers put it back and drove home. You know what I mean? That's who they are. That's what happens when you don't pull the trigger is you end up going home without a pressure washer. You go home without your clothes racks. That's who they are. And that's who I don't want to look like. And that's why before when I was like, okay, they're not going to go in. They're not going to go on top of. How the fuck are we going to get these home? It's not, oh, these aren't coming home because two things didn't work. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. You're better than the problem. Figure it out. So I'm walking inside to the fucking, you know, again, through the same way where I took all the clothes racks and that. And do, 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 walking along. Long story short, the pressure washer does not work, but it looks brand new. So now the cycle repeats itself. I put it out the front of my place. Someone comes along and like has the snake eyes and they're like, fuck, is this like someone's pressure washer? Are they actually throwing this out? And then they are the person who you know, pulls the trigger as well. So they fucking throw it in the backseat of their car and they take off, they get home and realize it doesn't work. And then they put it out the front of their place. It's like a circle of life of pressure washers. Cause I mean, man, it, I could probably sell it on Gumtree as long as I don't meet the fucking owner. It'd be the easiest for probably 35, probably 40 bucks, probably 40 bucks. I'd start at 50, be the easiest 40 bucks you ever made, but it's the quickest enemy you've ever made as well. You know, <laughs> Fuck. Mm. So I put the fucking pressure washer next to the car. Don't even put it away. I go up to the room because, oh, that's right. And I had to see if fucking Larissa was okay. So of course, sent her a message. I'm like, hey, just, you know, let me know when, you, when you're there. All good. And I'm going deep as well. I'm like, I've got to make sure that I send messages that, oh man, this is so dumb. I actually thought this. I'm like, I've got to make sure that I send messages that if he sees her reading him, he won't be like, what the fuck, you know? So then I message her, I'm like, hey, just let me know when you're there, safe and sound. You know, it's a cool fucking message that anyone could send anyone at any time. And then, you know, I'm doing the maths where I'm like, right, if she got in the Uber, wait, if the time is this now, right, where is she going? So I Googled where she's going and like, of course, didn't remember anything, didn't even remember the name of the genre of things she was going to. I was like, fuck man, I had to put in events on today, Perth. And then figure it out from there. And then I was like, oh, she went to the musical. I know it was a musical. That's right. No, no, no. I think I searched musicals Perth. I didn't remember what genre it was as far as like, I don't remember if it was old school or new school or what it was. Anyway, so I'm, I, I fucking go Perth, Perth musical. And then it said the one she was at. And then I figured out where it was. And then I figured out how long it would take to get there from the hotel using Google Maps. Then I figured out what time it was and like 
where we were and then also approximately like how long did it take to like assess the pressure washer walk it to the car come up the stairs sorry come up the elevator get to the room go through all of this then i'm like right she should definitely be there you know she should definitely be there by now because it's like takes 10 minutes to get there it's like 18 minutes after all this happened i've messaged her she hasn't responded so i'm starting to like make sure i've got like my knife in my jeans and i got my shoes on and shit i didn't i'm joking i called her mum. her mum didn't answer and then, yeah, she just ended up texting back like four minutes later saying, yeah, I'm all good. He's actually a hell entrepreneur. He's got a business and that's just like Uber is just one arm of his business. And I'm like, this is all good. Like, hey man, this is also, is he writing the fucking messages? What's going on? I've already been like, hey man, don't write anything that seems too crazy just in case he's writing back. Uh, sorry, reading, reading the messages. And now I'm like, he could literally be writing these messages. Like she was talking him up. I'm like, okay, you don't have to sell me the fucking Uber driver. I just need to know that you're not chopped up, you know? Anyway, she wasn't chopped up. She also posted a, a picture on, or you know, I think she posted a story on Instagram. I'm like, you know, thank you. Looking after her, all good, you know? So yeah, from there I was like, naturally the the thing that's the most important to me and and you know what i'm doing right now is just telling you about my weekend you know i tried to tell you something with a point and i just ended up telling you about my weekend okay so hopefully i'll wrap this up before the end of the fucking podcast but i'm still on track you gotta give me that i'm still on track so i fucking go back down to the car and, and like at this point i'm excited because now i've got a file a pressure washer a table four clothing racks and like obviously a pile of those i've got 16 of those wheels because they have four legs four racks four times four is 16 so I had 16 wheels. So I got the 16 wheels and then I've obviously got like the toolkit that I took. So I'm like, fuck man, I've got like a game of Tetris going on. And if you didn't know in a past life, I used to be a truck driver and in the various trucks uh, combinations and all the rest that I drove, one of my favorites was driving a rigid with a curtain side and doing like courier work where you're delivering like eight to, you know, anywhere between like six and six and 12 pallets a day sort of thing. And you always had to be like working things in and on top of each other and loose items versus palleted items and all the rest. So I've like seen this chance to like put the Tetris together in the back of my car and kind of like race down and done that. And again, absolutely pointless part of the story. Uh, But yeah, ended up fucking packing everything real nicely and then like made the perfect spot for our luggage to go as soon as we got it. Then went back up to the room and like packed up the room some more so that we had all the unessential shit that we didn't need for like that day and the next day already out and packed. Oh, it was fucking beautiful. Anyway, anyway. At this point, I'm like, well, this was the reason I was meant to be in Perth this weekend was to collect this stuff off the side of the road. You know? That's where I was at. That was my thoughts. That's honest. And... It's not even a joke. I think it even might have been. It's pretty cool. It's just crazy that like they were there and like that's how it happened. And the fact that like I've said before how like down to the filing cabinet, like I needed a filing cabinet and then all of a sudden a filing cabinet like just comes about for $15. You know, it's so crazy. It's so crazy. And I think like that is the whole fucking point of like what I'm talking about is the fact that this is on video. Like I'm telling you this is happening. Like it's as if all of a sudden, like I don't, it's, and I'm not even scared of jinxing it. Like I'm going to say something that's going to stop these things from happening. I just believe that now I've built so much momentum and like, I haven't fucking relied on anyone, you know? And that's got a massive asterisk above it, obviously, because part of being a human is relying on people. But as far as like taking responsibility for like, like 
solving problems, like never rely on anyone else to solve your problems. If you just solve your problems, if you just realize what your problems are and only solve them and make that your full responsibility, you can have that integrity at the end of the day where if somebody asks you a question about the shit that you're meant to be responsible for, then you always have an answer, you know? And like, I think even just accepting what responsibility is as far as like, and this all dials back to like the start of the fucking podcast where I was explaining like, this isn't a thing, of, a point of bragging. This is a point of saying like, look at this experience that I'm having along the way. And also I've got nothing to brag about. That's the thing. Like I'm not, I don't have like fucking money or, you know, uh, popularity or, you know, any sort of fame. All I have is like a little bit of what could be an impressive journey. I've got the little bit kind of stuff. There's a few things where you're like, oh, fuck yeah, cool. And all I'm doing is like, kind of seeing that, that, that I'm the character in that movie that seems to be playing out and I'm just trying to do my best at articulating what's happening as it's happening and like getting the things that I've learned out of books and shit that I've applied to my life and are working in real time, being able to communicate that to an audience and say, hey, these are things that I'm doing, here's how it's working, and it's now getting to a point where I rely on them to work for me to continue doing what I'm doing. Because when I spoke in those podcasts about like, I don't know where the money that I need to pay my next bills is going to come from, but I trust that it comes from somewhere. And like, as bills come in, like if they come in right now, that means I've got 30 days to pay it. Somewhere in that 30 days, something's going to happen. You know what I mean? Like you just have to, and like I've been leaning on I've been leaning on that feeling now for eight, nine months. And yes, there are definitely people that have helped me along the way so much, so much, especially Larissa. Like Larissa has done so much more than what is ever expected of anyone in a relationship, let alone the position that I've put her in, putting it through a bloody caravan and, you know, pretending that we traveled and only living a hundred Ks away from home and getting a dog in that time. And just like Larissa's like, yeah, it's just crazy how much she supported me. Anyway, getting off track. What I'm saying is, is like, I've definitely had help, but one real like, yeah, I might've just fucked that whole, that whole thing up. That's all right. When I say fuck that whole thing, Louie, Louie, come on, come on. She's gone. When I say fuck that whole thing up, what I mean is my whole point that I was making, not the fact that Larissa's helped me so much. Hey, Louie, come on. Puppy, 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 come here. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Louie, come here, come on, come sit on me lap. Come here, come on. Come here. Come here. Hello. Come here. You wanna be the podcast? Hey, who is this dog? Who is she? But yeah, that, um, that whole thing of just like being able to get to a point and get to a point and just like, rely on rely on your problem solving ability and this is something that i found myself thinking about a lot when i still had a job i'm like you know every time that i've almost run out of money i've never ended up without a house to sleep in and i've never ended up not not eating you know and when i say not having a house to sleep in and not eating i mean getting into a position of homelessness or getting into a position of actual hunger where you're like i don't have food i'm hungry i don't have money to get food and i don't have the means to earn money or whatever right so I got to that like that reasonable thought so many times while also keeping in mind like, right, I need to have this much money to survive. I need to have this amount of creature comforts to live and I need to have this amount of things 
within my possession to maintain this idea of who I am, right? So what I was finding was I had these two conflicting things, right? I had one thing saying I needed $10,000 in the bank. I needed to have a gold chain, a gold watch, good good cologne, nice clothes, good shoes, da-da-da. And I also need to have fucking a big screen TV and I need to have an internet connection. I need to have this, this, and this. And then I also thought, hang on, but at the bottom of the barrel, if I didn't have any of those, I've never come close to like not having anything at all, right? So therefore, if I refine all of that to just the bare minimum, I then get leave with, left with all this freedom to make all these other decisions. And within that is like, hey, did you know you can actually go and get financial freedom for yourself? Like just, you can, you can just decide to do that. And then you go like, oh yeah, well, how am I going to do that? Well, that's your problem, bro. That's your problem to solve. And if you solve that problem, the end goal is you being able to do whatever you want, whenever you want, wherever you want, however you want, with whoever you want, you know? If you figured that out, the rest of your life is just a playground, you know? And essentially, like, that's kind of where I got to. I was just like, oh, so if I make black ink work, then I can just live off black ink. Well, not even live off black ink. You can live a hectic life off black ink if you make it work, if you solve that problem. And that's the whole, that's kind of the point that I'm making is like, Anyone can make that decision. I made it. You can make it. You know, you can make the decision like, you know what? I don't want to fucking, I, you know, I might like this job or I might like this situation, but this isn't the situation that I want to be in forever. And so much so, the situation that I want to be in, I want it to be better than what I can even imagine. You know what I mean? Like why? If that's an option. That is an option. That right now you can see what your future looks like, right? In a certain way, you're only as good as what that image is in your mind. Your, only, your future is only as good as what you can see the best possible version of it to be. Because if you can't imagine anything better than that, then what makes you think it's going to turn into that? What makes you think any feasible steps are going to be taken between where you are now and where you want to be, right? So the simple fact that the best possible version of your future can be twice as good as that or 10 times as good as that. And all that is is you asking the question like, well, what does twice as good look like? You know, if I imagine myself as a, let's take an easy example. If I imagine myself having a million dollars in 10 years time, imagine what having $2 million would feel like. Imagine what having $10 million would feel like. Fill in the rest of that sentence. You know, if you thought like, oh, fuck. One day, I'd just love to own a 100 series Land Cruiser. We couldn't be friends. That's not important. But if that was your goal, imagine if you owned four of them in different colors. Imagine if you had four of them in a massive shed that you built yourself out of the fucking exact measurements and shit that you want to rah, rah, fill in the blank. You know, imagine if you had 10 of those sheds all filled with four fucking 100 series land cruisers all in different colors and not one of them were the same. Imagine that. Like, that's my whole point. And as soon as you like make that decision to go like, well, that's actually what I do want to do so much so that I emotionally respond with the idea of what that, the, the potential of that idea. I emotionally respond with the potential of that idea. That's when shit gets easy. That's when you start having answers for questions. You know, literally like every question. And this, this is like, if you tie this all back to, you know, when you build it, when you have a business, eventually you get to a point where, well, not eventually, I guess you should kind of, this is the reality of having a business, I guess. You need to know your core values of your business from day one. Because if you know the core values of your business, then every decision that's made within that business can reflect the core values, right? So if you, you know, if the core values of the business are like, right, we are sustainable, we are renewable, we are um, profitable, I guess, and we are, um, 
innovative, you know what I mean? Then you can go like, oh, well, fucking what toilet paper we, we meant to buy for the business? Okay, well, we said we're sustainable. Is there a sustain? What's the most sustainable option? Right, and then we pick this over here. And they go, yeah, but it's fucking $7 a roll. And then they go, right, we're also profitable. So then you go, right, we're on the chain of fucking command or whatever it's called, which one takes priority? And then taking that into account, where can we find a compromise in the middle to answer this question? So, so far we've got the core values and we've answered what, what brand toilet paper we should buy. Now you can go to the highest possible thing and go like, right, we're going to sell the business for $100 million, rah, rah, rah. Is this the right decision for the business? And obviously that's an owner's decision, but let's say for the business. Then you go, well, right, we reflect the core values, we are profitable, therefore, yeah, we will sell, you know? Anyway, terrible example, but the point that I'm making is, is as a person, you should have core values, right? And obviously it's easy to say like, oh yeah, I'm a nice person and I do good things and like I like to read and also like naps. You should also have some idea of like the sort of person you're trying to become, the sort of person that you are, what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are. And in like a really true sense, you know, understanding yourself inside out and understanding that you know nothing about yourself and in that you are trying to figure out as much as you possibly can on the you know journey of the human experience or life, you know. And within that, you can establish your core values so that you can answer every single question that comes up in your life that's got to do with you. You know, that is taking the responsibility of solving your own problems, whether it be for a business or just for yourself personally, you know, are these people my friends? Do these people have my best interests at heart? Do I want to eat more fruit? Do I want to give myself more discipline? Am I too disciplined? You know, like real questions, questions that like when you say them out loud, people are like, oh, you think too much, man. You know, those sorts of questions, the real questions. But Fuck, dude, I'm four minutes over time. Look at me go. I haven't even talked about the thing I was going to talk about. What was it? Oh, yeah, yeah. I had this wild thought before, but also I have these thoughts where like they're a good thought in the moment, but then you think about it and you're like, mm, I could probably think about talk about that for about a minute and then I'd dry up. But I was thinking like, did you, oh yeah, yeah. Today's the day that Conor McGregor, like it's blowing up that Conor McGregor like went to punch Machine Gun Kelly Andy, dude, stop moving. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, he would, you know, at, at the fucking music, at the MTV awards, who cares? You know, who cares? And I just, I always think about this. You get these things that absolutely wreck the news cycle. It's really interesting. And you go like, right, this is really important to humans. You know what I mean? And then you look at, you look at it and you're like, oh, this isn't important. This is just interesting. This is fun to look at. You know, it's entertainment. And then it like, sometimes things cross into the path. And I don't want to get too into this. I just want to kind of elaborate on it for the sake of the example. Sometimes news stories are so uh, unimportant, yet like somehow biblically uh, important when it comes to like where the world is going, you know? Where I try to imagine what it's like for the aliens, like not the aliens, for aliens in general watching us, where they're like, oh, heaps of people paid event to, paid attention to this one particular gathering in one particular area and one particular spot of the world, right? And then there was an altercation between two of the two of the like humans, and then everyone knew about it, right? And when you think about that, if they don't understand our language, then what the fuck could that altercation possibly have been over? And also, 
How is it so important and why is it so important that so many people know about it, even if it's only peripherally, even if they don't know the, the what happened or even if they don't know who the other person was, whether they knew it was just McGregor or that it was just MGK, you know? The point is, is that everyone knows about it. It must be really important. And not that it must be, but it's like, it's just something that has a certain amount of weight to it because everyone is finding out about it via however they're finding out about it. You just think like, how weird are humans? What are we doing? Like, why? Fuck, I'm, I've got a dog in my lap. My phone's running out of power. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but yeah, why? Like, what are we doing just all the time? Like, I even feel like I like go down the street. I think this all the time. Like, people are just driving to work. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? All the time. Just walking... We're on an 80 kilometer per hour road and you're doing 70. What are you doing? Like, do you honestly think that you're being safe? Do you think that you're being better than me or something by doing 10Ks under the limit? Or are you just so fucking vacant that you don't realize that you always do 10Ks under the limit? Is that, is that what's going on? What's anyone doing at the moment? Why is all this fucking happening? Like, I know I went totally off the rails, but fuck man, what's going on? What's going on? Why does it matter that Machine Gun Kelly almost got punched by Conor McGregor? Silly. But yeah, that was the thing I was going to talk about today. And instead, I talk I talked about fucking ultimate purpose, I guess, and fucking clothes racks, you know? Anyway, I'm going to sign out. I hope this hasn't been too bloody wavy and all over the place. I came in. I'm feeling fucking fried today because I woke up at 2 o'clock so I could get all my posting and editing and all the shit done before I went to work at 6 o'clock or 5.30. And I worked from 6 until fucking, what, 1 o'clock. And then I had someone come around, pick up an order. And then I had to call up a supplier and do the thing. And then I had um, Black Ink's first official seamstress come around to collect some things that are getting sewn onto some shirts ready for this show's this weekend show, which is a Perth motorcycle show, which if you live in the Perth or Bunbury region, I expect to see you there. Come and say hello, bring me a coffee, hang out, chill. I'll pay you back for the coffee. I probably won't. It's more of like a friendship thing at this point. I would really appreciate it. Um, otherwise, yeah, so she dropped around and then I pretty much got straight in. Like as soon as she left, I just sat down and started recording. And yeah, I'm a bit fucking, I, I feel like I've had five good ideas to talk about on the podcast. I definitely wanted to talk about just the eeriness of like, the fact that like, I know I already went out and bought a clothes rack, but these are just so perfect and I have four of them and they're all in such great condition. Oh, oh, I didn't even tell you last night. I Googled them. They're worth like $589 each, $589 each. How crazy is that? What the fuck? You know, it's $2,000 worth of clothes racks. Ugh. Anyway, I'm fucking checking out. This is ridiculous. Thank you for listening. If you don't already, please like and subscribe on all of my social medias. That's YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Um, that's it. That's fucking it. All right. Be good to your mom. I'm out. Yeah!